A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, joined for the first time in 2022. We're back together again. I haven't even said this to you yet. It's Luke Owen, DAD, JTJ, and Bestie. Yeah. yeah. And a hello to you, Oliver Davis. And hello, Swap Nation. How the devil are you? Good. I mean, I've I found something on the interwebs mm-hmm. today. That I thought we could go through. Okay. Unless you've got any pressing business. Uh, I started watching Succession. Ooh. Yeah. What a... Oh, God, I didn't even <laughs> want to know what you think of it. Because the the way you're... Like, I, I learned this recording that's uh, Blood on the Cocktail yesterday. My social cue from your mm. face right now yeah. is... It's another crap Luke take. I don't know if this is a crap Luke take. Uh, I think it's good, mm. uh, often very good, mm. but I'm waiting for it to get like mind-blowingly great. Because like that's what a lot mm. of people have said about this is like, oh my god, have you seen Succession? Jesus H Christmas! Like it is this, it is that, and I'm like, it's good. I thought the performances are excellent, and the writing is really, really good. But I am waiting for that moment where I'm like, oh, this is why people are going like nuts for it. I come to you in our first podcast together in 2022 with a game that I thought you'd enjoy and you're crapping over one of my favourite shows of the last decade. But, but it's, it's really good. I, as I said, for me personally, I'm just waiting for where, that where, right, where, where are you Where are you at in it? I'm where you at? Episode one of season three. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, it was it was better be taken off of Now TV, so we really had to get cracking on it. So we watched like the first two series over a couple of, um, over a couple of weeks. Damn. So, yeah, you've seen all the stuff. You've surpassed me. Oh, wow. Am I ahead of you? Yeah, because we never got started on season three because my lady partner hadn't seen it. And I was like, come on, let's do it. I want to do it again. And we did it. We did the first eight episodes of season one. And, you know, then it gets to the wedding bit, mm-hmm. which, you know, is kind of a bit red wedding like Game of Thrones. Yeah. Ah, sh- shut up! <laughs> and... The ending of season two was way better. And then... It was just too stressful. You know, there's loads of kind of like, there was Christmas, there's a, the, the freaking COVID wasn't cured like I thought it was. Yeah. And we're trying to move house. So all these things, I was like, I, for the first time ever in my life, I think, I 
do not want to watch something stressful. Mm, you want to watch, you want your comfort viewing. Comfort viewing. What so, did you go for? Oh, Queer Eye was out. I so that was finished pretty quickly. What? I see. Now I have not watched any of the new episodes yet because I am not emotionally ready mm. to dive into a new series of Queer Eye. You see, that's a different kind of stressful. That is life transformation, mm. people reconnecting with their father oh. sort of loveliness. Beautiful. And yeah. And, you know, French tux. French tux are going to solve <laughs> your deep self-esteem issues, person who's recently transitioned. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need some... I, I've made a, a nice salad. Would you, will that help? Well, yeah, yeah. So what? what is it? Anthony, you've got our own restaurant. What are you going to... How are you going to help us, uh, you know, relaunch this church? Hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my mum used to make them. Store-bought. Yeah. <laughs> Store-bought buns. But I've made this very nice relish. Mm. Well, we joke about this, but I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of vegetables. And there's a bit <laughs> where there is a guy who runs a beef steak farm and... He does not eat anything other than steak. Like, he doesn't even have vegetables because, quoting him, he thinks that's a bit feminine. <laughs> <laughs> and and the way Anthony got him to eat the vegetables yeah. was by covering it in honey. Right. And frying them. Yeah. And my lady partner looked at me and went, do you like the look of that? And I went, yeah, it looks delicious. So actually... This is a way to get me to have vegetables. I like it. Mm. Okay, cool. So anyway, sorry. Uh, so yes. You, so you haven't finished. You, you're trying to catch up on Succession. I'll, I'll wait till you've watched Queer Eye because I've got some issues. Oh, really? Yeah. They And everyone I've spoken to has the same <gasps> issues. Oh, no. What, like a jump the shark issue? Not so much jump the shark. It's more that I think the last year has been very you know they they felt probably quite helpless because they haven't been able to record anything so they've overcompensated and they're helping people who aren't your classic queer eye projects right so there was a pr a pretty successful rapper and they helped him because he couldn't perform in the pandemic ah oh. mm. yeah Pretty successful baker who couldn't really sell stuff because of the pandemic. I'm like, just give me a guy who's never met a gay person, has bad skin, and you transform him. You, so you're, series one, episode one. Yes, it's the best one. <laughs> it is pretty good though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I learned from that still to this day. I shouldn't wear red. Because I've got a good, quite, quite, apparently quite a naturally red complexion. Oh, But okay. boost the red. And that yeah. guy had psoriasis. And they said, don't wear red. Interesting. Mm. I am, um, we, we were being, we were given some merch options for like our merch store. I've been like, hey, there's some designs been mocked up. What do you think of it? Uh, only one of mine was picked of like the, <laughs> the six that he asked for. I gave my six. Only one of them made the final cut. And I look at the other ones and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I liked my ones. <laughs> It's a decision by committee, isn't it? It was a decision by committee. And then, you know, they're excellent designs. I wanted, there was more white mm. t-shirts there that I wanted. I mean, I'm in a white t-shirt kind of mode at the moment. Okay. I bought hooks You're wearing a blue t-shirt right now. That's because I'm out of white t-shirts. That's why, I've had to, that's why I'm trying to buy more white t-shirts. I bought Hook's t-shirt. What is Hook's t-shirt? It's a white t-shirt and it just has Hook on it. Nice. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you've got you to put Hook on it. Otherwise, it could be Brian Danielson's t-shirt. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
Have you seen the video clip of Hook in the club? No. Oh. What? Well, in, well, in a second. Well, I we... am. I, I hate myself right now. Of course, I didn't do Dynamite last week yeah. on Compassionate Leave. And I couldn't. That means and I, I hadn't. I still haven't caught up with Dynamite the week before. I am. And I didn't watch Battle of the, Battle of the Belt. I know everything that's happened. I've watched a YouTube clip here and there. But I've not watched AEW really for two weeks. Hey, you're missing out. There's been some really good stuff on the oh, show. No, actually, that's what I did. I started to watch Danielson Page. and Page on Thursday morning. Just because it was my routine and I didn't really think about the gravitas of the day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching this horrendously violent, you know, just busting himself so, open. So and I'm like, violent. oh, what a match. I'm really liking this. And my lady partner rightfully points out. Can you turn this off, please? Because we're going to the funeral later and I'm a bit... I don't want to watch this right now. I was like, yeah, that's... That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Oh, it's just getting good, though. Oh, and it was dead good. Um, but anyway, this was the video. This went viral yesterday. I say viral. It's in the Twitter sphere of Hook in the Club. So you might have to narrate this. Okay, well, he's got a lot of uh, cash money uh, on a table. Oh wow, he has a a butt all up in his face. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Because in my head, he is a fifteen-year-old boy. Yeah, but right. there he is. There he is getting a face load of butt from a stripper, and he's putting money in that all that t-shirt money he's making. <laughs> Who tweeted that out? Uh, Someone at that club. No, uh, Macho Beard for Life uh, tweeted it out. It's had like 50,000 views on Twitter, which is actually almost as many as my Tom Dolland clip. Mm. So so this isn't Hook sort of getting his social media name out there. No. This is genuine real-life Hook who's been caught on camera yep. enjoying some, some ass. And you'd think, oh man, maybe this will be... Maybe people are trying to start cancelling Hook. No, everyone's actually celebrating him more now because everyone's like, <laughs> good, good, for, good for Hook. Look at Hook. Look at Hook getting out there, having fun. Yeah, he's our... Yeah, well, let's live vicariously through Hook. <laughs> anyway, so we're getting to the main show, and then we're going to play you a fun game. Anyway, here is the show talking about Raw. RK Bro, one of the most overacts on Raw. They've been champions since, like, SummerSlam, I think, before SummerSlam. Yeah. One of the most focused things, they always open the episodes, and you're like, oh, they're feuding with the Street Profits now, but surely they won't win the, like, drop the titles there. They're building them up for something big, and it turns out that something big was a pretty throwaway filler feud on a throwaway episode of Raw... Yeah, throwaway episode of Raw. It's not the first one back for the year. It's not the go-home for the Rumble. We've got new tag team champions. I can now tell you they were champions for 142 days. They did win them at SummerSlam in August. But now we enter the reign of Alpha Academy, Otis, he of no neck, and Chad Gable. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D.A.D. Welcome to the Raw Review Podcast. Please get in your chat to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. This episode is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Oh, that's right. Head on over to wrestletalk.com forward slash Patreon. No. What? 
it's patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah yeah i did that very badly there but anyway go to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk because we've got a whole bunch of awesome stuff going up there including wrestle talk extra me and ollie do bonus pay-per-view reviews mm. they go like three to four hours long and wrestle talk after dark which is basically all of us just sitting around having a chat having a few drinks and not really talking about wrestling much to one emailer's chagrin we don't really talk about a lot about wrestling on the show it's just more us having a laugh together we feel like we cover the wrestling stuff elsewhere yeah but we'll show you a clip of after dark and all that in a bit mm -hmm. but let's get on with this episode i thought just general thoughts it was a fine episode. Totally fine episode. Compared to last year, four out of five. Yeah. But I've wiped the slate clean. Last week's was a genuinely good show. You're like the AEW rankings. Yeah. Four, yeah, <laughs> it is. Four out of five. Brock's here. They've changed all the boring plans they were just going to keep doing over and over again. Although apparently one of those plans was Seth winning the title. I don't believe that. I know. I, I'm a little bit fishy on that. Yeah, I, I don't buy Meltzer's report on that one whatsoever. Mm. I, and I'm going by that um, WWE on Fox tweet that listed Biggie as the winner with a picture of Brock Lesnar. Mm. I, I think that is probably more conclusive evidence that Biggie was supposed to retain than Meltzer being done. Because like we are in the era where in that 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 calendar period now, which is leading into WrestleMania, where Dave gets a load of duff information to make him look not uh, like an uncredible source. So on this episode, though, I thought that this wasn't a good that this was. Look, RK Bro, one of the better acts in the whole company, one of the most over things on Raw, arguably the most over thing on Raw since last May. Easily so. I, until Brock came back, I would say the only thing that was yeah. over. Like, yeah. like them and Becky were the only things. And, and Belair, actually. They were the four things that were over on Raw. And and they they've just dropped the titles in the second match on the show. First match on the show. Sorry, but second segment, first yes. match on the show. And I guess there has been there has been a build, and in that typical WWE style of build, it's just them facing each other over and over again. Riddle gets beaten, but Riddle beats Gable. Mm -hmm. Otis always beats Riddle. But Orton, just a couple of weeks ago, beat Otis in like three minutes. Yeah. And like, it's been a lot of singles matches leading towards this, which is why a lot of people have brought up the fact that as a tag team, Alpha Academy have not won a match together since March last year. 2021. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Last year. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I'm still getting used to that. Yeah. So they haven't won a match in almost a year as a tag team. And you've wiped got... The, wiped the slate. But you've also got a lot of tag teams on Raw now. Well, oh, Moss and AJ have gone. You had, a, you had a Moss and AJ. You've got the Mysterios. You have got Apollo and Aziz. Yeah. You have got... Daddy Dogs. Daddy Dogs. Street Profits. Street Profits. So, okay, there we had. We had five teams there. Mm. You could have had Alpha Academy be all of those five teams. And then you got RK Bro being like, oh, man, this Alpha Academy is starting to gain some steam. Like, we should really start to, you know, keep an eye out for those. And build this up. Build up Alpha Academy as this legit threat. Because, like, the, the bottom line of this for me, I never bought Alpha Academy as a threat to RK Bro. So when... Otis won. I was like, huh? Mm. On the on this episode of Raw, in this segment, they're just gonna switch the tag titles. It felt like a pointless change. A change for the sake of a change. I yeah, I also think it wasn't there was nothing wrong with the match. Mm. But it was a 
standard episode of Raw match. It was like five minutes long. Yep. Randy got the hot tag. I'm like, okay, I've seen this for the last couple of months. Randy now wins. But Otis blocked an RKO. Power set. That's another thing. Randy Orton got pinned. Yes, which I'll come on to that in a second. I think that's the story beat. I think that is. I do think that is important. Okay, well, this is the other thing. We are, it's New Year, wipe that slate clean. <laughs> Alpha Academy, they're brand new. Riddle and Orton, we are entering Rumble Road to WrestleMania season. So perhaps Vince doesn't want the tag belts weighing them down and he has other plans for them or more likely just for Andy Orton. Yeah, there is every chance that we're going to go Orton Riddle mm. at Mania and then Orton gets that win. Because I... I think it might be Riddle as the one who turns heel. Oh, well, well no, no, no. I don't think Riddle's going to get a storyline going to WrestleMania. What, against Orton? No. You think this is going to end at... When do you think this is going to end? I think it's going to get tied up pretty fast. No. I think Orton's going to face someone... No. Someone... No. Orton versus Riddle is not a WrestleMania main event. Of course it is. It's the story not you've been telling since last summer. He doesn't care about that. Is there's two nights of it? Oh it's, my god, it's it's Randy versus Austin Theory. <laughs> I mean, that does sound more like a a Vince McMahon WrestleMania main event. Is that your wild prediction now for WrestleMania? Play this clip back to me <laughs> in three months' time. Riddle will not have a match against Randy Orton at WrestleMania. I think they will. I think this will go to I think this will go to Mania because I think mm. they'll have the rematch. And here is why I think it may still go. Because prior to the match happening, they had a promo segment backstage. And Riddle was there going like, Randy! And doing his comedy stuff. And Randy was like, no, no, no. We need to take this seriously. Did you catch Otis's new nickname? Or the new Vince McMahonism they're putting around him? No. Because they said it in the video package. Like, oh, this match is coming up next. Randy Orton then said it again about him in this <laughs> promo segment. And then commentary said it as well. He is the tree trunk Otis. because they said like oh it's the olympian chad gable and that tree trunk otis and then randy Orton's kind of promo being like we've got to be really concerned about chad gable and Uh, that tree trunk otis and then on commentary they were like man otis he really is like a tree trunk Mm. so that that's their new thing for him but randy (laughs) stupendous oh man that stupendous stupendous that stupendous video package we got later on was proper leaning into this is such a stupid tagline for this making fun of their own promo anyway so randy's promo was essentially the reason why we lost last week is because you didn't tag me in so this week i'm going to write this on your hands tag in randy and what happened here they tagged in randy and randy was the one that got pinned so if you're matt riddle or just riddle you look at me like well i followed the advice and still we lost Mm. And if we follow the advice again, maybe next time, and Randy gets pinned again, that kind of does give some impetus for Riddle to be the one to turn heel. Slight issue in that you've actually just done this storyline with Nikki and Rhea and broken up that tag team. But, you know, that's apples and oranges. That's that what... has not stopped them in the past. Uh, absolutely. It's also way further down the card. And I would wager that Vince <laughs> doesn't know that's happening on the show. Uh, I, I don't think that's Riddle's character. Not saying that they couldn't just do a complete hard reset, wipe the slate clean. But I see if Riddle's going to turn heel, it's because he becomes obsessed with Randy being his brother. Oh, what's well, so like, like a Mickey James, Trish Stratus storyline? 
Not so much. I don't know how you would play it, but I just don't see riddles snapping. Maybe it's more like you were meant to be my brother and I, I love you, but now what's kindest is to put you down because you're not good enough anymore. Yeah, you can go with that. Do you know what? I'm going to do you one better. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be Orson versus Austin Theory. I think it's Orson versus Amos. <gasps> because. Oh my God, they, that was the big thing. Right? During, when they were AJ and Amos were still a tag team and they looked like they were going to feud with RK Bro again. They were yeah. always teasing that showdown between Orton and Amos, and it never happened. And it was over in that like, one in that one place. Yeah, there were two different locations. Yeah, but Amos has also wrestled in two different locations these past two weeks, and has got crickets for both of them. It's because it only works with Orton. Maybe yeah, he's it's the boredom magic... versus boredom, <laughs> and somehow it creates a pop. Yeah, Orton mm. versus Amos WrestleMania. That again feels like a bigger McMahon match than Orton Riddle at Mania. So Otis is the tree trunk mm -hmm. to lead to the tree. Oh, stupendous. Stupendous. Um, well, yeah, it's a, it's a bit weird. It's just, I guess they'll have a rematch at the Rumble. They could win it back. They could not and splinter off and do their own things or feud against each other. I think what's key, the key takeaway of this is, is I don't care. <laughs> My favorite tweet I saw about this was from Cher Delaware, who said, the reason they took the belts off him is because the Rumble is coming up and Randy Orton isn't working two matches on the same <laughs> night. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I, going to disagree with you slightly there. Because mm. I do care. I uh, This is one of the few storylines that Raw has had that I have been interested and invested in, and I've really gotten into their relationship. I've had my quibbles with it. I said on this show that I felt it was always in chapter one. It was chapter one every single week, which is that... Riddle does something silly and Randy's like, oh my God, you're an idiot. And then at the end of it, he's like, oh, actually, you're great. And then, okay. the and then the next week, he's like, you're an idiot. Actually, no, you're great. And it was just the same thing on a loop. Um, but I, I do think it was one of the better things that has been mm. on Raw. And I do think that it was a bad idea to take the belts off of them in this way to this team on that night with zero build around it. Like it doesn't, it, I don't think it's put over Alpha Academy. No, no. And, and I, I think it actually just devalued RK Bro. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? 
and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's see what our SWAF nation have to say on the Ultra Chats. Uh, Perseus M says, I just assumed they wanted RK Bro to win it back at Mania. That's a long way away. It is a long way away, isn't it? Randy Orton isn't having a tag match at Mania. He might do. No. Less work, isn't it, I suppose? Exactly, yeah. It's more standing on the apron, wait for that hot tag. I mean, you could do, but like, what does that achieve? Mm. You had that big moment at SummerSlam. So I don't know why doing that at Mania would be like a, a much a bigger thing. Uh, Jonathan Hedman, good appropriate time of day. Just wanted to say you've got to admire the writers on Raw for keeping Bliss's spooky powers going and not using subtext. They don't give a damn about subtext. I know writers that use subtext and they're all cowards. What's that from? It's Garth Marenghi's Dark Knight. That's it. I said this on the Team Danuk show on Friday because someone sent in a uh, a Garth Marenghi reference. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if, if there's anything <laughs> that this channel needs, it's more... Meringue references. <laughs> so I appreciate that. I'm going to skip down to Mr. CJ Lilly's yeah, chat because I, I as soon as I saw this, uh, for those who don't know, Alexa Bliss came back in air quotes to Raw in the guise of a psychiatrist's office vignette. She's having therapy mm. uh, because she had her doll torn up and she couldn't get an Alka Seltzer tablet to uh, explode in her mouth. So she is now having therapy. <laughs> So, Mr. C.J. Lilly, very adamant Bliss fan. Yeah, loves Bliss. Bliss head. Um, I I thought it was I thought it was pants to be honest. The, the segment, the, the segment. Yeah, I think Alexa Bliss is excellent in the role, as we've always said yeah. in this. But I think the content that she's given is mostly pants, mm-hmm. and I am ready for them not to be doing this quite rubbish Harley Quinn knockoff. Uh, so Mr. CJ Lilly says, Hi guys, just to say I liked how they did the Alexa journey this week as it makes sense. She'd start out as she was after Extreme Rules and by Royal Rumble has become either her new character or back to normal. It took two years to get here. I'll take time to... It'll take time to get out. Okay. Right. So, what I'm thinking Mr. CJ Lilly is hinging stuff on there is that this Fiend character won't continue. Well, I don't think it is either. Oh, you reckon she's going to get out of that? I think that the payoff for this is that Alexa reverts back to um, Little Miss Bliss or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. Five Feet of Fury or whatever character it is going to be. But this version of Alexa Bliss is always going to be there, and that's almost like the demon Finn Balor. So you can promote it and be like, oh my God, it's going to be 
spooky Alexa Bliss mm. as opposed to just regular Alexa Bliss. It's going to be like this side of her character that she has to bring out for like extreme circumstances. That was that's my big prediction of this. I see. I I think if you're going to tell that story, you don't have in episode one of the therapy sessions literal telekinesis because it starts off with the Newton's cradle device on the therapist's desk knocking back and forth. Then it stops dead. It's not how physics works. That was Bliss's powers. Yeah, yeah. She, so, she did that with her mind. So if the idea is that she's in therapy and this fiend version of her isn't real, then that doesn't make sense. No, it is real. It's totally real. It's just that she needs to suppress that side of her and get this new character out. Um, Chris does actually have a, a second thought in here as well, which is a, uh, about the Nikki and Rhea breakup. Said, looked rather like when Nikki broke up with Alexa before Bray attacked. Uh, seems like the character thing where Nikki gets frustrated and lashed out at her partner, then acts surprised when they la- leave her Rhea for Becky. I don't know if I'd see too much of the connection there. I think it's just that is what happens when anyone breaks mm. up a tag team is they attack the other partner. You could say that you could say that Nikki's attack on Rhea was like every tag team that's ever broken up in the history of WWE. When we write scripts, we have a template that we open up in Google Drive and we start writing off that template. WWE writers have a little folder mm-hmm. which has tag team breakup in, yeah, and they've got the formula and that's how it plays out. There is a little bit of this that I like. I like the idea of Nikki and Bliss maybe coming back together, where it's but Bliss is like still fiend lady. And Nikki is super villain. Andy's just sent me a message. But as I say, just said, it was nine minutes ago that said, Ollie is talking out of his bum, but I don't know what that's in reference to anymore. Oh, that Randy, Orden, and Riddle aren't going to face each other. Maybe. At, I don't know. Clarify it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I. Way too vague. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the Nikki Rear stuff when we, uh, when we mm-hmm. get to it in the, in the timeline. I'll just read a few more of these. Kevin says, I hate the fact that it took Big E losing the title for us to have this version of Brock Lesnar. He's so fun to watch. Also, Bobby might have the best beatdown I've seen by someone wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> and actually, I mean, technically, it wasn't, didn't take Big E because we had this version of Brock Lesnar on SmackDown when he was mm-hmm. feuding with uh, Roman, yeah, he's, which he's still feuding with. Was he wearing double denim? He was not when he was in proper farmer gear when he was doing that. Denim, denim, denim. Do you remember when people were making fun of Brock Lesnar's look when he returned at SummerSlam with his ponytail and his beard? And it was like, oh, he looks so stupid. And I was like, he looks rad. Everyone's changed their tune now to be like, yep, that Brock Lesnar looks rad now. No, just are people saying he looks rad? Of course people are like, look how cool he is. Not in the denim, denim, denim. I don't think he looks rad. No? No. I think the ponytail version of Lesnar's well cool. When he got angry in this episode, it flopped onto his face. <laughs> Uh, Charles Berg, Raw is a fever dream. Things happen. Why do they happen? Who cares? It's about moments. I did like the Nikki turn, but that's mainly because I thought it was going to be Rhea. The reason I thought that is because most tag teams follow the same script. Jam that jam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Should we hear from our sponsors? We should. Us? Yes, we should. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, where you'll get access to a whole host of cool things. There's Patreon uh, shoutouts, there's personalized videos, there's so much extra bonus audio content like WrestleTalk Extra, the Team Danuke mailbag show for those of you that miss it, me and Denise get together and talk about, answer your mailbag questions for an hour, and WrestleTalk After Dark, which you can enjoy in this clip. I can't do an impression of, uh, of Laurie. Andy's an easier one to do an impression of. No, because you don't, you know, you don't do an impression of me. You just I do, 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 do
Actually, they're a great impression of you. Oh, yeah. I'm not so, Alan Park. I'm hearing dude. double here. Four hours. <laughs> Maybe that clip paints me in the best light. Um, but it's a bit of fun, though, isn't it? I thought that clip was longer. <laughs> That's the gulping of the water. So you can get, uh, there's a video version of it. There's an audio podcast version of it. We absolutely love doing Rust Talk After Dark. I got a message from someone who said it's the only reason they are a patron of ours. Oh, wow. They don't listen to any of the other stuff we put out, but they love Russell Talk After Dark. Well, that's at patreon.com forward slash Talk. Please go over there. It does help support us and you get loads for it. Yeah. So this episode of Raw opened up with Brock Lesnar, Double Denim Brock Lesnar. And this was, again, one of those episodes of Raw that has no real coherent structure. <clears throat> in that, look, Brock's coming out to the ring. Oh no, people might turn over the channel because he's in the boring part of the ramp. Cut backstage to Bobby Lashley. And Bobby Lashley's there backstage with MVP, waiting. Like he's waiting to interrupt Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And who should come up to have a chat with Bobbles? Mm. But uh, the Hurt Business. Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And they say, correct me if I'm wrong, if I have misremembered this segment, Cedric and Shelton say to Bobby, oh man, it's so great being in a faction with you as the, <laughs> as the Hurt Business. Thank and, you, exposition man. And it was just like, oh, just love being in a faction with you. You're a great boss. Let's go and take it to Brock Lesnar. And Bobby looked and was like, we're not a faction. F off, mate. Cat, what, what are you talking about? Mm. I've, I haven't been associated with you for months. I haven't seen you since the Goldberg feud. Get out of here. And that was it. And they just broke up the Hurt Business for the second time when you just didn't need to. Yeah. Well, you did need to because <laughs> Brock was going to bury Bobby in the ring on the pro on the promo and then bobby needed to look good afterwards so shelton and cedric then ran in to to attack him and bobby could beat them both up but that really meant nothing yeah because they had been portrayed as nothing yeah and because they haven't actually been a group on screen mm. like you you said this in the edited review they were only just put together they, they were only put back together so that goldberg could beat all of them up at in Saudi Arabia, yeah. and that was it. Because they kept saying, like, on commentary, oh, man, Hurt Business, what a, a faction. I'm like, are they, though? Because they're never on screen together. Wipe the slate clean. <laughs> 2022, the last 10 days, they have been a force to be reckoned with, and now they've just broken up. Spectacular angle yeah. to open Raw. This was actually a good segment, though. Brock, Great. Bobby in the ring together. MVP and Paul Heyman were in there as well who you would hope would do more of the promo stuff eventually. But now it was Brock and Bobby, two MMA guys, famously not that good on the mic, but they went at it okay here. Uh, and Brock took the... I, I enjoyed it all, but I, I don't think it was optimum. I, I don't think Brock saying, who are you? I don't know who you are, was a good idea. Oh, I quite liked it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very Brock Lesnar thing to do. In the same way that, like, when he was on SmackDown and he had all that stuff with Sami Zayn, you could see that look in Brock Lesnar's eyes, yeah. which is like, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> and I like that, you know, it's not just the lower level guys that he has no idea who they are. It's top stars who were the WWE champion for a lot of last year. 
Blue's Clue. I'm not having a Scooby-Doo who you are either. He only knows Roman. He knows Roman Reigns and he knows Paul Heyman. And those are the only two people. He probably doesn't (laughs) even know who Vince McMahon is. He only knows those two people. Maybe Big Show. And he probably is thinking like, where's he these days? Where is Big Show? (laughs) Um, But Brock sort of went, he told a a knock-knock joke. Knock-knock, who's there? Bobby, Bobby who? Exactly. And the crowd lapped that up. And I think that's a testament to Brock's telling. Yeah. He was very he, Brock was and he has been in this return run very charismatic on the mic. Yeah, and I enjoyed like you know because he went to tell this knock knock joke and Paul Heyman was like, man, Brock Lesnar telling a knock knock joke in Philadelphia. Never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> Hometown pop. No, let's just drop that in like Mick Foley would. <laughs> and then yeah, I thought it was a really really good joke. Like the problem for me is that like right at the end of this, he was like, you're nothing but a Brock Lesnar wannabe, and then mm. did this mic drop. And the crowd didn't react to that final line. So like good it, line though. It was a great line, but the crowd just didn't react to it. So it made the ending feel like the segment had this really flat ending when it actually had this real high point with the mm. Bobby Who. Yeah. Uh, that that to me says that Brock knows who Bobby Lashley is if he's trying to say he's a Brock Lesnar wannabe. Maybe it was all kind of just it's getting pretending to mind games. Exactly. And Bobby had some really good stuff of you've been dodging me for 12 years. I like that as well. Yeah, really good. Um, then we had the tag title match. Really nothing to talk about. Uh, because it was only five minutes long. Yeah, just to reiterate as well, the Hurt Business tried to attack Bobby mm. Lashley after the promo segment had finished, and it did not go well for them. Purely because Brock got the last line. Yeah, and you know now Bobby can beat them in a two-on-one handicap <clears throat> match next week. Oh no, you're right. Which he is, which he's done previously. Unless Brock and Bobby have to team up. <laughs> no. How? Will they coexist? I could see Cedric and Sheldon winning. No. Because Brock Who do they and, pin? Brock and Bobby will brawl into the crowd and get counted out. To, oh, okay, let me ask you. Let me counter that. To what end? Exactly. Um, Damien Priest. <laughs> Damien Priest. A lot of people, they're just cutting promos to the camera. It said earlier, earlier today in the corner. And I didn't see that the first time round. So Damien Priest is in the middle and uh, the camera backstage says, I declare for the Royal Rumble. Transition wipe. Then he's again in the middle of the camera and the street profits are either side of him. I'm like, what? <laughs> what, what what's happening? But it did actually make sense. That was my yeah. fault. Uh, this was for a six-man tag, Damian Priest and the Street Profits versus those dirty dogs and Apollo Crews. Yeah. Um, this had a really weird like way it was laid out in terms of the entrances yeah. because... The Street Profits made their entrance. Just a reminder, it's a six-man tag. Street Profits and Damien Priest versus Dirty Dogs and Apollo. Street Profits make their entrance. Cuts to an ad break. Comes back from the ad break. And all of the heels have made an entrance together and are standing in the ring. And then Damien Priest makes his entrance. It made it look like it was all of them against him. Yes. Yeah, it was... Yeah, it didn't work. Um... But I think that it shows who the company see as real stars. Yeah. And that did... and, and they didn't win. <laughs> Good point. I'm happy that they're putting Priest in this position. I think he feels a bit like Edge in the early noughties. Like they're just, they're using him a lot and they're giving him the right amount of exposure. Hasn't lost a singles match. Yeah. But it just hasn't properly clicked yet. That's um, because he's got a doofy character now. Mm. Um, but I don't think it clicked well before either i think when he was with bad bunny what yeah he was just there yeah and bad bunny was getting getting that rub 
That was, I think... What's your character, Damien Priest? I'm the guy with Bad Bunny. <laughs> it's a worse character than I am consumed by my inner demon sometimes. Um, no, no, it's not demon. Sorry, it's not my microphone there. It's not inner de demon. It's the inner Damien. Mm. Uh, this was essentially 50-50 booking. I was surprised Dolph Ziggler got the win here. But didn't the Street Profits beat the Dirty Dogs last week? I wasn't here on last week's show and did not see the episode. I think they did, and it was in like three minutes. So there's just no point for this. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, but every match had a heel winning. Hmm. Like, Alpha Academy won, Dirty Dogs and the Cruise won, Seth won. AJ technically won via DQ. Yeah, but it was Austin Theory and that other lad who was stood tall. I consider Amosa a babyface. No, he is not. And uh, Dewdrop won. This was Knight of Heels. <laughs> mm. uh, welcome to WWE. We Seth put smiles on people's faces. Seth Rollins uh, came out next because he is fighting Roman Reigns. If you haven't seen SmackDown, they, they, they don't know what to do. So they got Seth Rollins in fairness, to face Roman. In fairness, there are no other challenges for uh, Roman. So according to Sean Ross App on Fightful Select, he was saying that the idea was that Jeff and Drew were going to Jeff was going to mm. have a feud with Roman and then probably going to a feud with Drew and then Drew was going to have a feud with Roman down the line. But I think this spot was probably Jeff Hardy. This was meant to be yeah. Roman versus Jeff Hardy at the Rumble, but now that Jeff is gone, they were like, uh, we literally have no other challenges for him. So it's 2022 is the one night of the year when Raw and SmackDown starts to go head to head in direct competition. Mm. So it's just, it's Rollins. And this is the thing. So I was listening to Pete and Tempo. Uh, T Yu-Gi-Oh review this and they paired the pair of them was like yeah you know it doesn't you know, brand split doesn't really matter like this whole one night of the year thing I know it's a joke but it doesn't really matter and I'm like but that's the problem though because come Survivor Series this com this company will be telling you this is the one night of the year when Raw and Smackdown mm. stars go head to head and treat you like an, an idiot that you believe them because they do think we're idiots that just believe all of the nonsense that they tell us. No, I think they they know now. You, you think it's just something else they're leaning into? I th yeah, I think this is stupendous. <laughs> so Seth is talking about how he's fighting Roman. He had a good line. There's, you know, certain things that are certain in life, death, taxes, Seth beats Roman. Uh, and then Big E came down and he came into the ring and he stood across from Seth and I thought, oh my God, the WWE title win has done nothing for you. Yep. I do not feel like you even held the belt right now. Nope. It Seth was, felt like such a bigger star than him. And look at all of the losses that Big E had while he was mm. champion. It's not, it was never Rey Mysterio levels of bad, but he was not booked like he was the world mm. champion of that brand. And the fact that they were kept, like the storyline while he was champion was, who is the face of Monday Night Raw? It certainly isn't Big E. Don't, I don't think that particularly helped him either. But yeah, he felt like such a mid-carder in this match. And yeah, and then he lost to Seth Rollins here. Good match. Yeah, very good. Really good match. No reaction. Absolutely. Oh, man. That was the other thing. I, was, I wrote down, I was like, man, Big E came out to crickets. Mm. It was terrifying. I mean, with that said, most people came out to crickets. Edge didn't. Well, yeah, but Edge is a legend, as is Randy Orton. Like, who, who got the big pops in this show? Edge, Ran, uh, Randy Orton, Becky Lynch, probably Someone about a it. huge pop. I can't remember. I've written it down somewhere. I remember in the match. 
Hmm. I don't feel like many people were over no. on this show. And yeah, Big E was just like, man, crowd is remarkably quiet. And they were so quiet for the match as well, even though these two were like going out there trying to kill each other. And it was a really, really good match. I wonder, and I don't know this for certain, and I may, I'm literally, this literally just came to me now. So I'm, I'm willing for this to be shut down immediately. Like me, this crowd went into this match not expecting a finish. Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I wrote my notes here. I'm waiting for this to end in a DQ or something. Because I didn't think they were going to pin Big E. And they're certainly not going to pin Seth. He's facing Roman. And if you're facing Roman, that means you have to be protected. And then Seth won. I was like, huh. Oh, there was an actual finish to this. I'm I'm actually quite glad there was a finish to this. Retroactively, I wish I could cheer it. Yeah. Su- sucks to be Big E, I guess. But um, yeah. He's not quite... They haven't quite Kofi'd it yet. Because remember when Kofi lost the bell mm. and then the very next week he didn't mention it at all. At least Big E is mentioning the fact that he was champion. Yeah, yeah. The Yeah, by that low bar, it's a success. So Big E challenged a heel to a match here. Mm-hmm. And then the heel accepted, which is so rare on the night. And yeah, like you say, 15, 20 minutes later, long match. Big E lost. And this is after he lost his title two Sundays ago, two Saturdays ago. Lost the number one contenders match last week, and now he's lost here. So, is he done, or is this WWE's classic, let's beat the guy because he's winning the Rumble? Uh, I It could be that. Wins and losses also don't matter, mm-hmm. so there's every chance that that plays into it. Could he win the Rumble? Well, if, if wins and losses don't matter, why did Seth win? Because they do if it's Romans involved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time they do. Um yeah, I mean, there is every chance that he could win the Rumble, I guess. You know, he was touted to win the Rumble last year. I th- I'm pretty confident. I think Bianca Belair is winning the Women's Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... Big E seems like a fairly decent shout. But, like, is that going to be a, a, a Vince McMahon WrestleMania main event title picture? Big E versus... I mean, according, to, according, to Bobby. Mel- according to Meltzer, it's Seth. That's, that, I, I don't think I, don't I think can't it. see the Seth stuff if Seth beats Roman for the title mm. I have no idea what to make of that I think you can still get to a place where it's Brock versus Roman and it could be and, and Lashley wins the title off of Lesnar and then you get Bobby versus Biggie but we've done Bobby versus Biggie God, a now lot. I'm saying that out loud I'm so bored yeah and we've done Bobby Biggie a lot do you know what my here's my big guess I think it is going to be Rock uh, Brock versus Roman, but for both nights of WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) For both belts. Exactly. Night one is for the WWE Championship. Night two is for the Universal Championship. Oh, that's stupendous. (laughs) Exactly. Mm. I mean, they always say it's the biggest match that they've got to build. So why not do it on both nights? We've done twice in a lifetime. (laughs) Let's do twice in a weekend. (laughs) Uh, After that, uh, Rhea Ripley and Nikki came out. And it was for like an announcement. And Nikki was like, we are challenging Carmella and Queen Zelina for a, a tag team title rematch. Or oh, did I groan? Yeah. I literally went, oh, no. Yeah. But thankfully, it was it was an angle. I got worked. Yeah. Rhea Ripley said, uh, awkward. Actually, I, I don't want to do that. Let's yeah. break up. Well, what she said was, that's not what we were here to Do the to accent. <laughs> or, or Rhea. Oh, I might. Are you going to be Nikki in this? Uh, oh, that she also has an accent. She does. Mm. She is Scottish. What's the entry word to Scottish? Scottish. 
No, yeah. that's, that's not that's Irish. Irish. <laughs> Parashar. Parashar. Winnebix. <laughs> I went on quite a Cherry good Adams. the other day. Cherry Adams. Um, yeah, what is the entry word for Scottish? Ark. Yeah. I just like think of, think of train spotting. Um, so, uh, oh, now I need Bonza. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I didn't want to come out here to talk about the women's take titles. South Africa. Stripped up, isn't it? Drifted so quickly as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I I think we should talk about the Royal Rumble because that's what we talked about in the back. We were going to come out and talk about it. And then Nikki was like, no, I want to talk about this something else. Where's the accent? I want to talk about something else. That's better. That was better. It's north of was the border. Is that Kenny? <laughs> what would Kenny say in this situation? <laughs> I think Bruce Pritchard talks out of his arse. <laughs> <laughs> what kenny would say in this situation um no uh so yeah they they had this like Rhea. sorry yeah Rhea wanted to do this in the back she wanted to do this privately but nikki was like no no, no we're going to do this out here anything you can say to me we can say in front of all of these people do you want to break up this team and Rhea was like eh, yeah i sort of do actually yeah, i think we've, crap. we've we've pretty much accomplished all that we can together she was trying to let her down gently yeah and then in the end nikki accepted and was like cool you know, we're still friends. Well, and they hug it out. And then Nikki goes to pose up onto the um, the ring ropes, right? And she puts her fist up into the air. And Rhea gives us this look. And I was like, oh, that's maybe mm. that, maybe Rhea's going to turn here. She's turned around. They go to fist bump. And Nikki cheap shots Rhea Ripley and then batters her down. I actually thought that little, that little tease and that switch, I thought was done really, really well. I, I don't care, yes. but I do think that was done really well. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the please don't forget, people. We do not care about a lot of the stuff that happens on Raw. But in that moment, which is what WWE wants to be judged by moments, mm-hmm. it was very good. I, yeah, I agree. I thought it was like the, the end sequence of a match with a few false finishes. But instead of like pins, it was, I'm going to turn on you. <laughs> might. 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 <laughs> Oh, mate. Mate. Veggie mate. <laughs> There's not many accents we can make fun of these days. Can't, can't, say, say, can't say that these can't days. Say that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, no, I, I, so I thought this was pretty good. I thought it was interesting, just to mm. go back slightly one segment, they did a recap of who's been announced for the Women's Royal Rumble. And Mickey James was on that list and was not credited as Impact Knockouts champion. And she was actually on the show again later on in a video package for Beth Phoenix. And while you know other people were credited as WWE Hall of Famer, she wasn't credited there as Knockouts Champion either. That that video was made twenty years ago, though. Well, you can always just superimpose that over the top, though. Bit of effort, though, isn't it? Well, I suppose you, you could, could say... also not just cut to a random shot backstage. <laughs> that is true. So. Maybe it is just me. I, I got I got taken to task a little bit in the comments for yesterday's news video mm. because I said I don't think this is the partnership a lot of people think it is. Um, a lot of people think this is like, oh, Man Impact and WWE are working together. No, I think that Mickey James is not under contract to Impact. And I mean, going by the report, uh, WWE didn't even know that Mickey was working for Impact when they called Beautiful. her, nor that she was their champion. Mm-hmm. And then when she told them that, that's when they said, oh, it's not a problem. So I don't think this is a partnership. I just think it was Pat McAfee just saying it. Mm-hmm. I know, like, Sean has said it was part of the agreement, but it doesn't feel like it is. Well, maybe something will come of it. Yeah. Well, we'll speed up a bit because we've still got a fair bit of the show oh, to yeah, go so through. Uh, 
Dana, Brooke, and Reggie are eating Philly cheesesteaks backstage because they are in Philadelphia. Which should... That's a good point. It should have been a much better crowd. That's traditionally a very good wrestling city. And, you know, usual 24-7 title stuff. They run off and they run into a moss and the moss sort of beats down Reggie, threatens him, and then a moss has a match, completely squashes this tiny jobber guy, enhancement talent, and Reggie and Dana Brooke are watching backstage. So it's like, is a moss going to enter the 24-7 title picture? No, I think he just squashes Reggie next week. I think that it was just done to set up their match for next week. I feel like... You know when Braun started interacting with 24-7 style shenanigans? That it, even, it doesn't work. No. It, it turns you more into a comedy giant. There's no way around it. Okay, here is my... here I've got another big prediction. Reggie eliminates a moss from the Rumble. Oh, Christ. Like, they like... I don't know, you could even maven taker this situation... Like you hear that drop kick and then a moss does the big sort of tumble over the top. Doesn't have to take a bump. It's a way to get a moss out of the rumble. Otherwise, you know, a moss might win the rumble. Um yeah. Yeah. And then you could do a moss Reggie at WrestleMania. <laughs> I can see it. Because like he is massive and Reggie is not. So could you imagine the graphics they could do around that? And the flips, the height that Reggie could get off of an Omos oh. springboard. I love it. That should be a tag team. Oh, um, I was going to say, yeah. Just one thing to add in all of this. When Dana Brooke and Reggie threw their cheesesteaks off camera, <laughs> the camera then panned around to reveal Tamina, like, with a cheesesteak on her chest. She's covered in cheese, and she's also holding another cheesesteak. As if she's just been hit by them. Yeah. But they weren't. The, they were evidently not the same cheesecakes. And cheesecakes. she was <laughs> Cheesecakes. Hmm. She was just standing there. With all this cheese over her, yeah, I I, I don't care. Like I know, I know it's a because <laughs> that basically means that she was off camera rubbing, rubbing herself, cheese on herself, rubbing cheese and and meat on herself, ind indescribable meat on herself. But uh, yeah, I this is the same comedy segment they've been doing for nearly three years now. Yeah. Uh, Edge welcomes his wife Beth Phoenix down to the ring for an Edge TV segment. It's That's called, not what it's, it's called, called. It's called the Cutting Edge. That's not. What <laughs> I've written Edge TV in my notes. <laughs> Again, don't care don't about care. this. Um, Edge was like, look how great you are, my wife, and played a video package, which we already talked about, and Beth was like, I'm going to you later on. Yeah. Thank you for talking me up. Yeah. Oh, I'm I, Randy now. I, I wanted to say this to you earlier as well, but you know your line in your edited review was like, it were, she loved it so much she was going to sex him later on. Adam popped. Yeah. Got a big laugh from Adam in the office. Oh, that's nice. Because I know that you are... He doesn't laugh at anything. Because you're constantly searching for his approval. So I thought you Adam. might enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, and then Ms. Interrupted said, got some usual heat and kept on ragging on uh, Edge and Beth and talking up his own wife. And then Beth started cutting the promo back and Maurice slowly backed away. So Maurice is terrified of Beth. Yeah. Wouldn't this story be so much, be so much better if Ms. had won at day one? Hmm. Because the story we have got here is that Edge constantly won up the Miz, then beat him, has eliminated his wife from the proceedings by having his own wife there, and then they're just going to win at the Rumble. This feud sucks. It's Edge, Randy Orton at WrestleMania. No, no, what? This wraps up at Rumble. 
Yeah. I mean, it has to. Ed Jordan. Finally in front of fans. Oh. They never got to do it in front of fans. No. I mean, we all watched it, though. I think it's still going on. In, in some pocket universe. 60-minute <laughs> time limit. Uh, no. I, I, I think Orton Amos is... I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, then we got Austin Theory versus AJ Styles. Um, Austin Theory had to win or something because Vince McMahon gave him the advice or told him not to screw it up. It just went five minutes and then Grayson Waller from NXT, Waller, sorry, beat up Styles, DQ, win to Styles. So Theory lost, but he didn't seem to care. This was, I guess it builds the Styles-Grayson Waller match tonight, but... For the theory Vince McMahon stuff, this made no sense. Well, surely then Vince can next week and... You should have. And also, if you are Austin Theory and you are, if they are caring about NXT constantly, I suppose it was black and gold constantly, which is why they probably don't care. But Grayson Waller did write off Johnny Gargano from NXT. Mm. And Johnny Gargano was Austin Theory's dad. Oh, God, yeah. Like, they were part of the way together. So Austin Theory probably should have been a bit more upset at Grayson Waller. I was supposed to be like, hello there. Do you want to take a photo together? Uh, but, yeah, you know, as I was saying out loud, it's black and white. It's black and gold continuity. That, yeah. don't, that don't matter. Apparently, um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa was on main events this week, mm, as was Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne, yeah. Tommaso Ciampa going up to the main roster. I like, remember he... It's what he always wanted. <laughs> I was going to say, he did those interviews where he was like, if I go to the main roster, I'll just quit because I don't want to do the touring. And now he's in a situation where he's like, well, I don't belong on 2.0, and <laughs> I guess I have to go to the main roster now? Help me, Johnny. Um, so, yeah, the, we'll see what happens with this. I, I Yeah, I agree. I think Waller's winning tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the main event was Dewdrop versus Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair for the number one contendership. Becky Lynch came out, made her full entrance, stood in the ring, and then they played the full three-minute Alexa Bliss in therapy promo. Yeah. So, we so get, Becky just stood there and watched it all. So we get a lot of people asking about like, you know, what does this mean for the wrestlers? Like, what do the wrestlers do? Because they are, WWE got themselves into this habit now of doing like these really weird things. Someone will make an entrance, then 20 minutes later, their segment starts mm. because there's ad breaks and recaps and promo videos and promo stuff backstage. Like, what do the wrestlers do? As far as I can remember from when we have done live TV tapings, the wrestlers will go down to the, make the ring and then all of the lights will just go yep. out in the arena. So as an audience, you don't see the wrestler just standing there doing nothing. It's all like, and you, you just watch the big screen. And then the lights come back up, music's playing, and it's just like nothing. And, and it makes it look like the lights were on the whole time. But yeah, I guess Becky's just in the ring, just waiting for the video package to end, the lights to come up, and she can do her promo. Which, you know, is weird. I don't like the way that's structured, but whatever. What I really have a, a big issue with is that it cuts back from this Alexa Bliss, Rawr! I literally just stopped a Newton cradle with my mind, and it's implied that he re she really, like, hurt or murdered her therapist. I'm pretty sure she murdered him. Yeah. And it cuts back to Becky Lynch, who's just in the ring, who has just seen that play out. But did she see smiling. it? Smiling. But that's the question. Did she see it? Well, the announcers would have. Well, that doesn't mean that Becky saw it. No, okay, but no one referenced it. And it's that stuff that would really annoy... Like, at least with Bray Wyatt, they go, wow, <laughs> that's weird. And this was... Oh, I thought the transition was awful. Yeah, it doesn't make Alexa look great, and it makes Becky look a bit silly as well. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, 
the the triple threat I thought was really really good really good like it was just played to everyone's strengths I do drop I'm so glad she's getting this opportunity because she is excellent Bianca Belair is so good Liv Morgan has improved dramatically even in the last couple of weeks I think so much so yeah so yeah, this was a really good match and Becky Lynch on commentary, I thought, did a great job too. I really enjoyed the spots where um, Liv Morgan did a Hurricane Rana mm. to Bianca Belair off the back of uh, Dewdrop and then did a move on Dewdrop. I, I thought it was really, really good actually. Yeah, some, some genuinely innovative spots that I have not seen in a triple threat before. And Bianca Belair breaking up uh, Dewdrop's pin with the 450 was really, really good. So usually in that scenario, You'd wait one, two, and you'd time it to break up the near fall. But Bianca Bella was like, nope. And I think she, <laughs> think she broke it up on the one count. It did. <laughs> didn't care because it was awesome. So good. Um, and the way Becky sold that as well on commentary, she was like, oh, my God. And... And, uh, and that, that's when she realized, yes. I cannot let Belair win. I love. I actually thought Becky was really, really great in this final segment. Mm. I know a lot of people aren't into the big time <laughs> Bex, and I totally get it because I think we want to just cheer Becky Lynch. And everyone is just cheering <laughs> Becky Lynch, even though she's like, nobody thinks I'm good and everyone just boos me. <laughs> they don't. Another flawless accent there. I, I well, she, she got to say triple threat. <laughs> How do you say it? Thirty thirty. Am I, are you allowed to do that one though? Are you allowed to do an Irish one? You just did it. No, I know. I didn't say you specifically. I meant you as in the royal, you as in we. Oh, we I, probably not. You can't say anything. Can't say that these days. Um, anyway, yeah, I thought Becky was great because that you're right. Like it was at that moment where she was like, "Whoa, if I face Bianca Belair, I might lose my belts." Mm. So Belair has the match won. Becky dives into the ring and breaks up the pin. It's no DQ. It's a triple threat match. She takes out Belair. And that allows Dewdrop to pin Liv Morgan so she wins the match. And then afterwards, she gets into the ring to be like, hey, hey, Dewdrop, I'm Irish, you're Scottish, <laughs> we're we're Celts. That's pretty great, right? Man slam attempt. And then she, yeah, she slapped her and then tried to do the man slam, but she's too big. And so she then throws her out the ring and Becky's like, oh dear, I've made another error in that I've now got to face mm. Dewdrop instead of Bianca Belair. So now she's got like, oh, I've got this mountain to climb before I have to get to this other mountain. I thought it was actually a really, really great ending to the show. And I'm I'm quite into the idea of Becky versus Doudreau. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be an amazing match. And I think this really does solidify that Bianca Belair is winning the Rumble and is going to face Becky Lynch and win the title at Mania. I think Raw Raw's women's division... It's, there's a lot to be excited about mm -hmm. right now because of that title match coming up, because of, yeah, there's this story that Lynch just thwarts Belair at every opportunity, foot on the rope, she cost her here, and that, like, how can, how can Bianca get a shot by winning the Rumble? Yeah. Can't dodge, Can't that, dodge that And in the midst, I think Liv Morgan is still somehow hot in all of this. It's not like she's dropped off after losing. No. And Rhea Ripley's entering the singles division again, hopefully, so I mean, that this is a good... They, Where's Asuka? Well, some of them need to go across to SmackDown. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Adam said this in the office earlier. He said, because he thinks that Flair's winning the Rumble. Or like whoever eliminates Flair is going to win the Rumble. It's been a couple of years. And I, and now you said Asuka. I wonder if Asuka is mm. going to be the person. She makes her return, eliminates Charlotte, goes across to SmackDown, and you do Charlotte Flair, Asuka. That WrestleMania rematch from Mania 34. Yeah, redemption. Exactly, yeah, where Asuka lost her undefeated streak. That, you know, that could be quite a, a big time match. Should be. The other thing to mention as well, uh, the second week of no Veer Mahan coming to Raw. No. Now, this may shock you, 
Ollie Davis. And this may shock you watching at home, but according to the reports, Sean Rossap over at Fightful, there was no plan for Beer Mahan <laughs> when they started running those um, when they started running those promo videos. Apparently, uh, <laughs> they wiped the slate clean. Creative weren't given a reason why he was split away from Shanky and Jinder and kept on Raw alone, and there was no plan for him whatsoever. So they just put that on until Creative told him, like, here is you know, until the higher ups be like, and here is what we're going to do mm. with him. That's why they just kept running those promo videos. And apparently there are members of the creative team that just expect him to be back on SmackDown with them, like with Shanky and, and Jinder with no mention of these promos ever again. Well, hopefully they'll let me run my Where's Veer a little skip in tomorrow's news that Andy has made for me. <laughs> Uh, just to clarify as well, Andy did mean uh, he thinks it's definitely going to be Randy versus Riddle at Mania, Mania oh, yeah. and you're talking out your bum. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's what a logical brain would think. But do you even WWE, my friend? <laughs> uh, overall, I gave this three out of five. Uh, but <laughs> compared to last year's shows, it would be a four. But the first roar of this year set a new standard for me. So, yeah, three I'm, out of five. I think I'm three out of five. High three. I think there's enough on the show that I really liked. Also, I haven't watched the show for nearly three weeks, so I think mm. that's really helped. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed a lot on this show. Three out of five that probably should have been a four out of five if you made something of that title change. I think so, yeah. yeah. If you'd have effectively built that title change, I think it would have been, a, it would have felt like something a lot bigger as well. Right, so, before we get on with the remaining Ultra Chats, we're sponsored by our own Patreon page today. Go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk because not only will you get exclusive audio podcasts from years, years of those shows, potential video calls with the WrestleTalk team, but also a shout-out on this very show, like Send Me to Heaven, Evan Reich. Sorry, Hall of Fame music. Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? Poor old Elias. Where's he been? Have a yeah. glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. Uh, Elias is dead. We literally mm. saw that, didn't we? Uh, Ari and Shifra. The booze awaits. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out, Nate. Drop surname. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimjewski. Willie Biggie Singleton. Billy Buchner's Day Off. Meticulous Michaela Traub. Duncan, just Duncan. How do you like them apples, Marcel Dura? Jeremy Spokin, Glastody Smith. Done that thing again where you didn't do the down inflection. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because that was the last one. That's because I had to do my pole jam singing unfortunately uh but anyway that is the hall of fame class for tuesday the 11th of january 2022 also on uh, over on patreon fan quizzle mania you can sign up for that and take part if you enjoy quizzle mania great lineup for tomorrow's quizzle mania by the way um you can do your own as a fan quizzle menu you can get to join in try and beat greg cherry and though you talk about those you said there's years of wrestle talk extra it goes back to 2017 wow 2017 that is Four, Four years. years of audio content to dive into. Delightful. Five soon. Yeah. When did we start that up? In August? Uh, so four and a half August, years, October. Yeah, it yeah. was August, yeah.
Uh, right, let's finish off these Ultra Chats. Mr. Pure Sarcasm says WWE's idea of making new and exciting stories just to have all the heels win. This just felt like a very strange episode, even for Raw. What a heelish been doing heel wins for ages. Riot DR, I wholeheartedly believe Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander deserve so much more than to be bought, brought out to be beaten by muscle-bound men. Seriously. Also, has Veer given up coming to Raw? Possibly. Kevin! Prediction. Not my wish, but a prediction. Orton leaves Riddle behind him and pursues a solo career. Riddle still wants to be Randy's friend and challenges the Academy at WrestleMania. Orton refuses, but then reunites with Riddle and then Luke says... What a moment. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's quite sweet. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, that's really good, actually. The Guilty Hat. Has WWE given up on baby faces? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where have you been? <laughs> there have been three title matches announced for the Royal Rumble, and the closest thing any of them have to a face is Paul? Who? Paul well, who? Heyman, I guess. I mean, Brock is 100% a baby face. Brock is at best a tweener, they say, and everyone else is a heel. Why am I going crazy? Who am I supposed to support? Brock. <laughs> and, yeah, no, just, just Brock. Well, no, because Roman's also a baddie. No, he's a, he's a baby face. Is he? Everyone cheers him. Well, that's yeah, that's because they cheer him as a heel. Same with Becky. She is a heel. Brock's also a heel. He's a bit of a douche. Brock is not a heel. Brock is 100% a baby face. You are face. blinded by the ponytail. <laughs> Riot DR. Hearing the announced desk team say Seth frickin' Rollins is about as odd as being called your nickname by your mother. Lukewarm Luke. Dinner is ready. Just a thought. Jam that jam. My mum did often say that. Lukewarm? Yeah. Lukewarm. <laughs> Lukewarm Luke. Dinner's ready. Kevin. Haven't ultra-chatted for a while, so take my money. In the three single title matches at the Rumble, there is only one baby face, and it's frickin' Brock Lesnar. What is going on? Yeah, there were some people who thought we might get a Seth Rollins face turn, but then mm. he was 100p a heel on this show. I don't really mind it, just because I feel like a lot of these characters are kind of tweeners. You know, like if you go back and look at the Attitude Era, the heel face dynamic isn't that clear either but you can't deny the star power and what i appreciate about this rumble lineup is it does feel those single matches feel star powerful i completely agree with you on that one especially because like the rumble is often seen as the time where you can put some lower mm. level matches bob on like holly. sorry like bob holly like bob holly exactly <laughs> exactly all last year remember last year it was going to be adam pierce and then it wasn't? No, that was always a storyline swerve. No, well, I know, it? but like it was yeah, for yeah, one yeah. week, it was going to be Adam Pierce, uh, <laughs> Scrap Daddy getting in the ring again. But um, I like the fact that we are getting Brock versus Bobby, which we've never had before, and Roman versus Seth, which they have kept so protected and kept so far apart from each other, even mm. though they were on the same Smeggin show. Yeah, great. It feels great like match. a really big deal to have that match, although I think it would be real weird if Seth wins. Ten Ruzza has a bunch of chats here in sequence. Hey guys, this was my first Raw in a while, and my god it was rough apart from Brock and Edge. This was terrible. Mickey and Rhea can't do promos, RK Bro should have lost at the Rumble, and I don't care about a lot of this stuff. Love you guys. Uh, I agree with that, but I don't think it was a terrible show. Uh, also going forward, you might hear me talk about other stuff more, like the tweet from Stardom teasing a mystery new edition. Please be Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Or trying to get your fellow Brit Chris from abroad in Japan to go to a Noah show, or Naito versus Okada. Can't wait. Man, abroad in Japan. I watched a bunch of his stuff before I went across to get sort of like advice on like things you should do when you're out there. He's mm. really cool. Uh, and last one, guys, applies for the terrible Aussie <laughs> accent. What are you wanting to happen at Mania this this year? 
please check out the last couple of matches of the New Japan Noah show. It was fun and beautiful stuff. Of course, that happened over the weekend. What I do I watch? It. What do I want from Mania? Orton versus Omos. <laughs> Could just think if the first bump Omos takes is an RKO. The whole match, he can't take him down. It only takes one. I don't know what I want for Mania. It to be one night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh man, have you seen the friggin' Saudi show's coming on a Saturday? I haven't seen that actually. Yeah, so it's February nineteenth. Apparently, it's the rumor date. February. Probably. Yeah, February nineteenth. It's a Saturday, and there are some people who think that because there's no February pay per view yeah, announced. That's yeah. going to be the Elimination Chamber show. And man, it's on a Saturday. It, it was always quite. It was always a bit nicer because it was a bit more social. Well, at least it's in the day on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, in the evening, I guess, at five. Supreme. Last night was Tamina's birthday, <laughs> and that's the spot they gave her. Yeah. Yeah. Talise P. What do you want? Tails what, P. Sorry, what do you want from a Tamina? Like, do you want her to win the title or what? Like, Maybe it's Tamina. If you only watch WrestleMania from last year, you might misjudge Tamina's role in the company. <laughs> yeah. Tails P. Do you think the Rumble is the last time we'll see Nikki almost a superhero? Then later on, she pulls a Foley and becomes Sanity Nikki? No, I don't. Also, Alexa's segment is really close to what happens in FNAF Security Breach. Do Five you think she'll start wearing bunny ears? What? Five Nights at Freddy. It's a, it's a huh? video game. Right. Um, a, Fre a Freddy Krueger? No, it's like sort of like a like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic thing. So you're sort of walking around like an abandoned. I think it's an abandoned like mm. Chuck E. Cheese style thing, and the animatronic comes alive. Apparently, it was very scary. But it was also like popular twenty years ago, um, maybe fifteen. The Alexa ago. segment was very close to loads of horror. That that's a very usual. It's a, trope, it's a reverse. It's a reverse Harley Quinn yeah. style thing, and I think that it, it, I, I made my piece on this. What, what I think is going to happen, I think she's going to revert back, but this spooky Alexa Bliss will be a recurring, a returning character. Sadie Degenhausen. Hey guys, just popping in to say, if you do Randy and Riddle reuniting to win back the titles, you could do a beautiful reenactment <laughs> of the Randy Savage Elizabeth moment with them. Love that. Well, now it has to be. Now it has to be. Yeah. Done. <laughs> uh, Alpha Wolf says, Hi guys, first Ultra Chat in a while. On the night shift in London tonight, my question, would you have Ro uh, Reigns keep the belt past Mania and who would you have beat him? Keep up the good work. Jam that jam. Luke, I saw you in Westfield last <laughs> week. Um, are they, in Stratford. In the Stratford one, I'm going to assume, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, I did. I saw you in the shop. It was. Well, it surely it wasn't last week. Alpha Wolf is nearby. No, that surely wasn't last week. That was before Christmas I saw someone in Westfield. Oh. But I haven't been to Westfield in Stratford since before Christmas. I haven't been to the one in the, the Ellen Shepherd's Bush either. Yeah. Um, I would have Reigns keep the belt past Mania and Amos. Um, yeah, <laughs> the person doesn't exist still. The person I, I don't still. Know who. Yeah, I still think the person doesn't exist. Yuli Zihihao, Bron uh, Breaker. A lot I of could see. I could see that guy. Yeah, Bronjamin Bruckles. Thanks for appreciating my Dark Place reference on my birthday, <laughs> Luke. My wishful uh, Rumble booking. Cult of personality plays and MJF enters the Rumble. <laughs> I don't know where you go from there, but I think I'll have to pardon my lewdness if this happens. Pardon, pardon my lewdness. I got a boner for that. Uh, John Shearer, who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think the Forbidden Door entry is? Oh, it'd be someone from Impact. No, Danielson. No. Yeah. You think? I think for a one-off appearance, Brian Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Very good mates with Vince still. He, he still loves him. 
John Shearer, what if the Forbidden Door men, uh, men's rumble entrant is from AEW and there is not just one but two? After the first entrant, you can have Cult of Personality play, but MJF comes out. Then you have an Omega return. If Omega returns and it's at the Royal in Rumble, I think that's a dreadful decision by Tony Khan. I don't think AEW should cooperate with WWE. And I don't think WWE will cooperate with AEW. So... Uh, Micah Pellegrini the IC title hasn't been defended on pay-per-view since Mania last year that is true uh, and hasn't wow. been defended since September <laughs> titles don't matter in WWE that's why Big E doesn't feel like a star because there's championship overload in WWE want to care I just can't anymore yeah uh, that's Shinsuke, not the reason Shinsuke has not defended that belt <clears throat> in forever uh, that's not the reason though titles can mean something no matter how many titles there are if that title and the person who holds it is booked correctly look at Roman Martial Arts, hey guys, I'm off to have my booster vaccine now. Crazy theory, Walter wins the Rumble and challenges Brom Breakers for the title. Now that is a Vince product that might give NXT the Mania spotlight. Lot more promotion for NXT the last couple of weeks, including like actual on Raw angles to set up the show. Yeah, you would not get that in the Triple H days. I don't think it's Walter though. No. Uh, HCB. Hi guys, my two biggest wrestling pet peeves are heel versus heel matches and face turns that make no sense. So I'm glad I'm at the Rumble, I'm getting two heel versus heel match and one match where people turn babyface for no reason. Great matches, weird narrative. Uh, Xavier Tenker said, off topic, Ollie, how does it feel to be a standard, well-known character in Arcanator? Luke is harder to find. What's, what's Arcanator? Hold on, on I've just pressed copy, control V. Search Arcanator. Think about a fictional character, and I will try and think who it is. Okay, apparently. So, hello, I am Arcanator. Think about a real or fictional character, and I will try and guess who it is. Oh, can I not do it online? I've got down, down in the app for it. I've never heard of this. No, neither have I. If I click play. Okay. Uh, all right, okay, cool. Okay, uh, select the next game's theme. Characters. Mm hmm Okay, loading. Is your character real? Yes. Is your character a girl? No. Does your character have a gaming setup? No. Is your character more than four years old? No. Is your character a sportsman? No. Is your character a singer or does he work with a singer? No. Is your character an actor? No. Does your character personally know you? In this case. Yeah. In this case, yes. But I think for the purpose of this, I've got to say no. No. Is your character a YouTuber? Yes. Is your character American? No. Is your character Indian? No. Is your character British? Yes. Is your character white? Yes. Does your character have a gaming channel? No. Is your character... How many of these? Considered hardworking? Yeah? Maybe, but probably. Probably. <laughs> Is your character rainbow-coloured? No. Does your character live with their parents? No. Does your character linked with journalism? Linked. Linked. <laughs> Probably. Does your character like eggs? Love eggs. Yes. Does your character use swear words? No. no. Does your character have a daughter? No. no. If you're trying to get me, though. Okay, it's loading, it's loading. Does your character have a cat? No. no. Does your character have a ten... No, TikTok followers. Does your character link with cars? No. Does your character have a girlfriend? Yes. Uh, Who am I? I, I think Mark I... Worldwide. <laughs> Who's this guy? 
looks like me when I was 14. This looks like an old Facebook profile mm. picture. Yeah. Well, well that was a go. waste of time. Really, Thank you. It really was. Thank you. And lastly, from our moderator, Garage Art. A random question. Do you know of any stories of someone coming out as a source for a wrestling journalist before? P.S. Uh, moderator Amanda had her baby yesterday. I it's a this. girl. And names are currently pending. Send congrats. I didn't know that. It's amazing. Well, it was on the morning meeting, but you were in another meeting. Oh, yeah. I was... Yeah, but congratulations to Amanda. Amazing news. Do, do you know uh, Andy said that she... Like, we didn't know, and she was still writing. She was like, I can write a few more articles <laughs> when she was about to give birth. No way. That is nuts. She was like, I'll be back on Wednesday. And Andy's like, no, take some time off. Yeah, take some time off. Uh, also, thanks for everyone who was saying that that was such good C. Because mm. that really was such good C, as playing Arcanator. You can see the little, little viewership went up. <laughs> it did. <laughs> Uh, said Arcanator and YouTube were like recommend that video mm. to everyone I've not heard of it is it a thing it must be uh, last one has just come in from Alpha Wolf who said further to my last I do work near you guys uh, I'm a PC in London I did mean the Stratford Westfield and thinking back it was a few weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> that's where the time has gone lately jam yeah, that jam yeah. it has been weird hasn't it thank you mate Please, uh, tell me about this game that you brought in for us. So we have the occasional debate, mm -hmm. and often on the big questions of the internet, I say GIF. Yep, and I would say GIF. Mm. And we've always like said, well, let's go on to a vote, or people email in, stuff like that. Yeah, pod polls. Well, this guy, Neil.fun, you ever heard of him? I have not. He's quite funny, he does a few bits. He has opened up a page called Let's Settle This. And it's just a, a page where all these questions are collated mm -hmm. and he's tried to get definitive votes. How do you pronounce GIF? Is it GIF or is it GIF? Well, uh, yeah, so G-I-F or J-I-F. Now, you have said before that the creator of the GIF has said to pronounce GIF. I've got to be honest, I don't care. I was, but I was saying it like that before I knew that. But I think it's compelling. It's, I mean, it's completely compelling <laughs> argument, is it? However, I've only ever said it as gifs mm. in the same way that I um, knew it as a meme. But my housemate at university thought they were called memes. Memes. So, and he, so that was how he would forever say them. I know uh, people, uh, English people, who like English, you know, people from these English Isles who can't say McMahon. They, they say, say McMahon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Yeah, McMahon. Mm. Or um, a friend of mine would say promo rather than promo. What? Where are they from? It's just, well, that's just like he was, that's how he said it. He was like, that's the way that it's correctly pronounced. No, but there's debates over words that, like GIF is a new word. McMahon is, you know, there's an Irish version, an American version. There's no, pro there's no separate promo. Well, that's what I thought as well, because it's promotional, <laughs> but he would always say promo. And um, I know someone who would say Kenny Omega. He's wrong. Well, that they're also wrong. Yeah. Well, here we go. Here are the conclusive answers. <sighs> yeah. So GIF is the winner. Eighty percent. Yeah. Um, so would you say that is now conclusive evidence that you're wrong? Hmm. 
the, the, considering the whole point of this is let's settle it. It's weird, isn't it? I thought it was going to be closer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that you didn't check this. I thought when you brought this up, you were gonna, you'd already checked this, and it was already no. like massively in the GIF cams. You're like, this now doubly proves that I'm right. No, this is a shoot, brother. You actually look pretty annoyed that it was an eighty percent win for GIF. Oh, I just wish I hadn't set it up as a conclusive proof thing. Sell it once and for all. <laughs> and I, I said more than. Let's see what these people think, because yeah. now my mentality is, well, democracy's wrong. Yeah. Uh, for example, I, I think that dress was blue and black. I can't even remember the dress. Let's see. Yep. 64% of you said that. Oh, sandwich, diagonally or horizontally cut? Horizontally. Oh, you diagonally for me. I'll what? click horizontally for you. Yeah. What? That is insane. 75%. For no, diagonally. Well, okay, well, here it's is, a fancier kind of sandwich. Here is why you're all wrong. Because the best part of bread, that is sliced bread, is the square end. You don't want the, the curved ends, the, bit, the rubbish one, the one that's on the top. So you have that one first. Then you've got the beautiful square end bottom. Oh, that's the way, the best way to have it. No, because you get you get maximised surface area no. from the uh, hypotenuse of the triangle. Bollocks. Uh, is cereal a soup? I haven't heard that what? one. What? <laughs> no, of course it isn't. Yeah, it's pretty decisively no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and if you think it is, I think you're a, a div. Is pineapple on pizza good? Yes. I'm going to click. Yeah, I don't care, to be honest. Wow. 50-50. Oh. It's a tie. That's from 53,000 votes. Ooh. I don't think it's as controversial a take as some people make it out to uh -oh. me. All right. Okay, so I mean... And what I, would you say? <laughs> well, we should tee it up for I think the you know audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, should we never say what it is? Okay. But I'm saying the first one. Mm. But we, we can click the second one. Well, I don't think I'm going to win. I, I don't think you are either. No. Oh. Yeah. 75% of my way. And I don't think that's fair. We I can think, say... I think, I think that should be closer. Recency bias. Possibly. Star Wars beat Star Trek by 74%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's a, a picture, a little picture of a dog. This will be the last one because we've got to go... And it says, would a dog wear pants, trousers to the UK people, like this? And it's a picture of a dog with like sort of all four of their legs wearing trousers or like this. And it's just the back half of the, the hind legs wearing the trousers and the butt, presumably when it stood up on its rear legs. Yes. What uh, would I, you say? I would say it's the second one. I would say it's the, the standy uppy way. Yeah. Yeah, eighty-three percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, that's very good. Good content, mate. That's excellent. See, twenty twenty-two. That. <laughs> That's what we've got time for on this edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back tomorrow with the NXT review. AJ Styles versus Grayson Waller. Sean effectively said on uh, the Fightful show that Grayson Waller is winning. Mm. So expect that, everyone. And then we'll be back to do the Dynamite review on Thursday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.